Welcome to another edition of Time My Sports, the podcast. It's your host, C. Ruff. It's so good to be back, man. Listen, I want to tell everybody, make sure that you all are wearing your mask and doing the necessary things to stay safe. COVID is real. Dealt with it a couple weeks ago and it had me down. But I'm grateful to be back uh, in full health and uh, able to do what I love. So let's jump right into it. Today we're going to be talking about the NBA, some of the uh, news that's been taking place, some of my takeaways for the season so far, Uh, and then we're going to talk NFL, we're going to talk playoff picture, and we're going to talk predictions for this upcoming week. So first off, let's jump right into NBA news. LeBron James is questionable for Friday's game against the Celtics. Uh, The Lakers really need him back as they've struggled in his absence. Uh, So we'll see if he'll be able to go. You also have Zion Williamson, who has been cleared for contact and will start one-on-one drills. I assume, you know, this week he probably has already started. So that's good news for the Pelicans, who have really struggled, uh, have one of the worst records in the NBA. They really could use Zion Williamson back on the court. Um, And the thing is with Zion, man, talent is not a question. He's one of the more talented players in the league. But he's going to have to get that weight under control if he is going to reach his potential and accomplish the things that I believe that he can. It was reported a few weeks ago that he was over 300 pounds. That is not going to work. It's just it's way too heavy for a basketball player at his height. Zion Williamson needs to get around 260 pounds. That's a good weight for him. 260 pounds. And so we'll see how it goes. Also, you had the Staples Center name change. The Staples Center is going to be name is going to be changed from Staples Center to Crypto.com Arena. Again, Crypto.com Arena, and they said that crypto is paying seven hundred million dollars over twenty years for the rename. Now, we all know that people are going to continue to call it uh, Staples Center, Staples Center. I mean. It's going to take a while before people actually start calling it crypto, if they even do ever. But that's the news portion of our podcast. Now, we have some of my takeaways, NBA takeaways so far. Something isn't right with James Harden. He's averaging the lowest points per game of his career since uh, 2012 with OKC. 20.2 points per game. Now, we know that the rule was changed as far as drawing fouls. And that definitely seems to have affected him. And, uh, you know, he's just not being able to be as effective as a scorer as he's been in his, basically, the latter part of his career. So the Nets are going to need James Harden to pick up his play if they're going to reach their potential. Um, Still have Kyrie Irving out. We don't know whether he's going to be returning or not at this point. You just have to kind of wait and see. Uh, But Kevin Durant is playing phenomenal. Uh, Very efficient. 
playing very well. But James Harden is not giving them anything. Not when well, I wouldn't say anything, but he's not giving them what you need. Uh, Blake Griffin is in the starting lineup. He's not really giving you anything. So the Nets have some things that they have to get addressed and, um, you know, adjusted if they want to reach their potential. Now, the Warriors. Another takeaway of mine is the Warriors are legit. They have the lead best record of 13-2. and two. Uh, Steph Curry is playing... I mean, you you could argue the best basketball of his career. I mean, he's scoring the ball very effectively. He had nine threes in four games over the last two weeks. Nine made three in four different games over the last two weeks for Steph Curry. I mean, the dude is just phenomenal. The greatest shooter we've ever seen. You have guys like Jordan Poole, who is playing well. And see, I said last season that I was very impressed by Jordan Poole. I thought that he was going to be a player um, because he, you know, he got better last year from the year before. And by watching him so far this season, it looks like he's gotten even better from last year. So you have Jordan Poole. You have Andrew Wiggins, who is, you know, I mean, really an 18-point score has kind of come became a little bit underrated. Uh, in the league today because he's not what we thought he could be when he first came out. But Andrew Wiggins can give you buckets. I mean, he can really help carry the load offensively, and he's played well. You know, Draymond's Draymond. He's going to play defense at a very high level. He's going to facilitate the ball. He's going to rebound. And uh, anything he gives them offensively so far this year is a bonus. Gary Payton is second. I love what he's giving the Warriors off the bench. He comes in, he defends, he plays hard, gives them toughness. Uh, so when you get Clay Thompson back, man, the Warriors have a chance to be really, really, really good. But it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, at what level is Clay Thompson's health and uh, how effective he can be coming back. We're expecting Clay to be back around Christmas. That's what, you know, everybody expects. And so we'll see. Next takeaway, the Houston Rockets are a disgrace. Worst team in basketball, 1-14 record. I mean, watching them play basketball is like watching paint dry. That team is terrible. You know, you're paying John Wall $40 million not to play, just to practice. Uh, which I, I never do that. I don't understand that. Um, they have some young guys who are good, but the team is just not its not a very good team. And uh, they're struggling, man. Like I said, 1-14. I don't know. I don't really know what else to say about the Rockets. Now, my last takeaway so far is Anthony Davis. He's not that guy. And what I mean by that is Anthony Davis is one of the most talented players in the NBA. I mean, top three, top five talent. But he's the number two guy on the championship team. If you think Anthony Davis is going to lead you to the promised land, you are sadly mistaken. He's averaging just 20 points a game 
and 7.6 rebounds per game in the last three Laker losses. And what's important about that is, like I said, LeBron has been out. And so you need Anthony Davis to be a top, you know, three player. You need him to dominate. And he's not doing that. So, I don't know. Anthony Davis, he just, he's too talented not to reach his potential. But far too often is he, you know, just a good player and not the dominant player that we believe he could be. Now, let's transition and talk NFL playoff picture. We're going to start off with the AFC. Right now, the Tennessee Titans are the number one seed. Uh, they are have an 8-2 record. The Buffalo Bills are the number two seed with a 6-3 and three record. Baltimore Ravens are the number three seed with a 6-3 and three record. Kansas City Chiefs are the number four seed with a six and four record. The New England Patriots are the number five seed with a seven and four record. The Pittsburgh Steelers are the number six seed with a five, three, and one record. And the Los Angeles Chargers are the number seven seed with a five and four record. Now you have some teams, of course, that are in the hunt. You have the Oakland Raiders at five and four. You have the Cincinnati Bengals at five and four. You have the Indianapolis Colts at five and five. You have the Cleveland Browns at five and five, and you have the Denver Broncos also at five and five. Now going over to the NFC, the Green Bay Packers are the number one seed right now. With a record of eight and two, the Arizona Cardinals are number two seed with a record of eight and two. Dallas Cowboys are number three seed, seven and two. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the number four seed with a six and three record. The Los Angeles Rams are the number five seed with a seven and three record. New Orleans Saints are the number six seed right now with a five and four record. The Carolina Panthers are the number seven seed with a five and five record. And for the teams in the hunt, you have the Minnesota Vikings with a four and five record. You have the San Francisco 49ers with a four and five record. And then you also have the Philadelphia Eagles and the Atlanta Falcons with four and six records. So that's the NFL playoff picture currently. Transitioning to this upcoming week and my predictions. First, let's talk a little bit about the Thursday night football game that we had. The New England Patriots defeated the Atlanta Falcons by a score of 25-0. to zero. Mac Jones played pretty well. You know, they don't really ask a whole lot of him right now. A lot of short passes. A lot of high percentage passes. Uh... You know, they have, they have good weapons, Kendrick Bourne, uh, Hunter Henry. Even Akil Harry got involved in the action last night. I said, we haven't really seen him. Uh, so the Pats look good. Their defense is very good. Uh, they, they turn over the ball, get to your quarterback. Pats look like a team. Now, talking about the Falcons, 
uh, four interceptions. Matt Ryan had two interceptions. Uh, one of which I don't believe it was his fault, as it was a tip pass. But their um, their offensive line is horrible. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons' offensive line is very bad. You're not going to be successful in the NFL if your line cannot rock and protect, and they just cannot do it. Uh, they're also missing Calvin Ridley, who was the best wide receiver on the team, uh, as he's dealing with some mental health or personal uh, you know, issues. Cordell Patterson was also out last night, which is not which was a horrible loss for them, which was, you know, as he's been running and uh, catching the ball effectively. So you really really only had Kyle Pitts as your main guy and Russell Gage. And what we know about Bill Belichick is he's not going to let you beat him, especially if you only have really like one or two weapons. He's going to try to take that number one guy out. And he did. Kyle Pitts was not was not effective last night, and uh, Atlanta just didn't have a chance, man. Now transitioning to predictions for this week, we're gonna start off with the Colts and the Bills. I'm going with the Bills in that game. I think that uh, Josh Allen will continue to play well, and uh, him and Stephon Diggs will get it going, and they'll get a win by seven points over the Indianapolis Colts. Next up, we have the Baltimore Ravens facing the Chicago Bears. I'm going with the Ravens in that game. Probably around 10 point. Uh, Chicago's just not a very good team. Khalil Mack, best defensive player on the team, was placed on injured reserve on today. Uh, and he will miss the rest of the season. So that's not a good thing for them. That's a big loss. Um, next, we have the Lions versus the Browns. We know that the Lions have not won a game. Uh, but what I will say is they are one of the most competitive, terrible teams of all time. They find a way to stay in most of these games. And uh, we know that Baker Mayfield has not looked good lately. The uh, Browns' offense is struggling. But this should be a game where they get their face back and where they get back on track and beat the uh, Lions by about seven points, seven to ten points. Next, we have Houston Texans versus the Tennessee Titans. Not much to say on that. The Tennessee Titans should definitely win that game fairly comfortably. Uh, you know, really anything less than a 13-point win will be a letdown. Next up, you have the Green Bay Packers going up against the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going with the Green Bay Packers in that game. Uh, I think that Aaron Rodgers will continue to play well. Uh, I think A.J. Dillon will be able to run the ball effectively. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see if the Packers can get pressure on Kirk Cousins because we know that most of these, I mean, really any quarterback in the league, if you can get pressure on them and put them on the turf, you get them out of that game. You don't want to let them play clean and feel like they have all day to make passes. And so I'm interested to see if the Green Bay defense can get to Kirk Cousins early and often. 
Next up, we have the Miami Dolphins going up against the New York Jets. Now, let me tell you, both of these teams right here are not good. It would not shock me either way. Uh, I'm leaning with the Miami Dolphins. I just think that two will be able to make a uh, maybe a play or two in the end, maybe with his legs. But like I said, two of the worst teams in football this season. Wouldn't shock me either way. Uh, the Jets can absolutely win this game. Yeah, I don't know. Miami Dolphins is my prediction, though. Next up, we have the New Orleans Saints going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. This is another game that's kind of toss-up for me. I don't think either team is that good. Uh, but due to Jameis Winston being out and Trevor Simeon being the New Orleans Saints quarterback, I got to go with the Eagles. Uh, as Jalen Hurts has started to play better football lately, uh, I think that Devonta Smith will make some plays, uh, maybe one key play on the – you know, in the fourth quarter to help them win the game. And so I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles winning this football game. Next up, we have the Washington football team going against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, it's been confirmed that Cam Newton will start for the Panthers. Uh, in case you missed it, Chase Young did enter his ACL and he will miss the rest of the season. Uh, so that's a brutal blow for the Washington defense. We know that Curtis Samuel is a guy on the Washington offense that was picked up. Gave good money to come in and help us out on the other side of Terry McLaurin. And he's done absolutely nothing. Uh, been hurt the practically the whole season so far. And so that's a big blow not having him in this game. Uh, you also have Antonio Gibson, who is not 100%. So you just have a lot of injuries for the Washington offense. Uh, Logan Thomas is a guy that they say could return. I'm not sure if he will or not. It's something to monitor. Uh, but I'm going with the Panthers. I think their defense will be able to get to Taylor Heineke uh, and kind of rally him a little bit. Uh, I think it's going to be a competitive game. It would shock me if Washington won, but I just think that the Panthers and Christian McCaffrey uh, would do enough to get the win. Next up, you have the San Francisco 49ers going up against the Jaguars, the Jacksonville Jaguars. San Francisco 49ers should win this game. Uh, they need this game if they want to stay in the race for the playoffs. Got to take care of their business against the Jaguars team, who is not good. Uh, so I expect Debo Samuels to continue his great play. Uh, I expect them to, you know, kind of control the clock and time of possession and get out of there with a win against the Jaguars. Next up, you have the Cincinnati Bengals going against the Oakland Raiders. This game could go either way for me also. I think that both of these teams are solid. Uh, they're kind of the same tier of teams. Uh, we know that Oakland has slid lately uh, with the with the Henry Ruggs tragic situation. Uh, that's hurt their team. 
And uh, then their running game has not been very good either. Josh Jacobs is really only running for like three and a half yards of carry, which is not going to get it done in the NFL. And so I'm going to lean with the Bengals winning this game, I think. Uh, Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon will be able to get it going a little bit against the Raiders. Uh, I think Mixon will score a touchdown, maybe even two. And I think that the uh, Cincinnati Bengals will get out of there with like a three-point win. Now, the game of the week, the game that everybody's looking forward to, you have the Dallas Cowboys going against the Kansas City Chiefs. This game should be a shootout. Should be somewhere in the ballpark. It's 37-34, 34-30, 34-30, 31, somewhere around there. Uh, I'm going with the Chiefs. I think the last week they kind of got their foot in the back, and we saw that if you protect Patrick Mahomes, he can be effective. He can, I mean, he can literally destroy you. If he has time to throw the ball and it's not pressured a whole lot, he can really be effective. And uh, I just think that uh, Tyreek Hill is going to be a matchup nightmare for the Cowboys. I think he could score one to two touchdowns in this game. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for the Chiefs is a guy that could might return in this game. That would help them out. Uh, on the Dallas side of the ball, they're going to need to be able to run the ball effectively uh, because what you have to do when you're going against Patrick Mahomes is you know, manage that time of possession, like I said earlier. Uh, you want to win that like 35-25. That's your best-case scenario is keeping Patrick Mahomes on the, on the bench. Uh, if he's not in the game, he cannot score. And so it's going to be key for the Dallas Cowboys to be able to run the football uh, and keep, like I said, Mahomes on the bench. Next up, you have the Arizona Cardinals going against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, we know that Kyler Murray has missed the last few games due to uh, like an ankle injury. He has been practicing and is pushing to play, so that's something to monitor. Uh, if he plays, of course, that's a major boost for the Arizona Cardinals offense. Uh, but I'm picking the Cardinals because I think he will play. Uh, to see how the Seahawks have not looked good. They can't run the football. Um, Russell Wilson did return to action last week, and he looked awful. He looked like he might have rushed back. Uh, their defense is nowhere near what it used to be. Bobby Wagner is really only the play, the best playmaker on the team is, and Jamal Adams. But uh, Jamal Adams is really a linebacker because his coverage is terrible. If you can get him in space and trying to guard one of these wide receivers and tight ends, that's what you want. So I'm going with the Arizona Cardinals in this game. I think that Kyler Murray will play, like I said, and I think he'll lead them to a, uh, I'll say a six-point win. Next up, you have the Pittsburgh Steelers going against the Los Angeles Chargers. I think that'll be a decent game. I think Justin Herbert will help lead the Chargers to the win, though. Keenan Allen, I think, will have another one of his Keenan Allen games, you know, seven, eight catches, maybe 100 yards. Uh, 
Austin Eckler will be himself. I think he'll be able to be efficient on the ground and in the air. Uh, maybe having about 65 rushing yards and 40 receiving. Uh, so I'm going with the, the Chargers. The Pittsburgh Steelers are just not a very good team this year. Uh, the offense has really struggled. Uh, Big Ben looks like he's done. So I think the Chargers will win this game. I'm going to go Chargers by four. And for the final game of the week, we have the Giants going against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday Night Football. Buccaneers, as we know, lost to the Washington football team last week. And uh, they should be highly motivated to get back on track and get back to their winning ways. I think that Tom Brady and the Bucks offense will get on track against a Giants team that is not that good. And so I'm picking the Buccaneers to win that football game by 10 points. That will conclude this week's podcast. I appreciate everyone for tuning in and checking it out. Make sure to share with all of your friends uh, and all of your people that you know that love sports. Uh, Please make sure to follow us on Twitter at TimeOutSports3. Again, make sure to follow us on Twitter at TimeOutSports3. And uh, follow the Instagram, TimeOutSports with two underscores. God bless, and we'll see you back here soon.